Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep her decrees, who seek her with their whole heart, who also do no wrong but walk in her ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous ordinances. I will observe your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 32 through 37. You shall rise before the aged and defer to the old, and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. When an alien resides with you in your land, you shall not oppress the alien. The alien who resides with you shall be to you as a citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. You shall not cheat in measuring length, weight, or quantity. You shall have honest balances, honest weights, an honest ephah, and an honest in. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall keep all my statutes and all my ordinances and observe them. I am the Lord. Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 31. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed, and it is attested by the law and the prophets, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by His grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, who put God whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous, and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of boasting? It is excluded. By what law? By that of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. Or is God God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one. And he will justify the circumcised on the ground of faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. We uphold the law. Good morning and welcome to the 21st Friday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 119, Leviticus 19, and Romans 3. But being October 29th, it is also, I'm sorry, yes, 29th, it's also the feast day of St. Clarence Jordan of Americus, Georgia, who founded with his wife and another couple, 
um, I don't think it was the Fullers. I think it was another couple first, and the Fullers came later. But they founded Koinonia Farm in America's Georgia in 1942. Um, Clarence is a soldier saint um, by merit of him having served as a an ROTC cadet as an undergraduate. And it's, it is a stretch. Uh, he left ROTC um, unhappy about the segregation in the military. It wouldn't be desegregated until after 48. Um, but I have this thing about, you know, if you've served one day, you've served. Um, and that is primarily about making sure that there isn't some, like, uh, you know, pecking order within the veteran community of, like, who who belongs and who doesn't. If you ask me if you served one day, you served. Um, and I'll even include conscientious objectors like Maximilian of Tibesa or Franz Jagerstadter because they were Christian soldiers in the the highest sense of the, you know, the spiritual battle that was waged um, right there within the military. But anyway, Clarence spends a little time in ROTC. Uh, he completed his bachelor's degree in agricultural science and then he got a PhD in Koine Greek, the language of the New Testament. And they founded this farm, uh, and uh, everybody attributes the name to Clarence. Koinonia means gathering. It's a sense of community and togetherness. Um, it's one of two things that um, God kind of writes into the operating system of, of creation. Everything is created good, or tov, and everything is created to be together. Um, and this word together, um, or this sense of togetherness, is uh, clear from the start. Not only is the first human um, made a partner, um, but also it's this curse um, that, they are, that they are given um, by God for violating God's law. And we talk a little bit about law and in Paul's letter to the Romans. But on Clarence Jordan's feast day, uh, he died this day in 1969. Um, the reading strikes a particular tone in um, America with our history of chattel slavery. Um, in Leviticus, when you hear of the alien, um, the, the Hebrew word is gar, and it also means stranger, um, sojourner, passers through, but it also could very uh, legitimately be translated as slave. Um, I think of, you know, in the American South, where um, Clarence was um, engaged in his ministry, uh, the strangers in the land were former slaves. Um, they weren't welcome entirely. Uh, they were, you know, the, the hope of the white imagination in the South in the 40s was that the blacks would leave, frankly. Um, and many of them did. The great migration of America is of black Americans from the South after the Civil War up to major cities in the North, especially Chicago, uh, but also New York. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily better in the North, but it was a different kind of uh, oppression and injustice. Um, but they were they were not welcome. They were aliens. And this reminder in Leviticus, you know, don't forget that you were an alien, that you were a slave in Egypt. Don't forget it. Don't ever treat other people the way you were treated. Um, and remember, I will hear the call of those who are mistreated. 
if you treat slaves, if you treat other people the way you've been treated as a slave, I might hear their cry over yours, and, I, and my wrath might be turned against you. Um, and the law in the 40s, um, let me double check my math, yeah, 42, the law in the 40s was uh, Jim Crow. I mean, we call that now, but it wasn't called that before. It was just state law um, was segregation. Um, almost to a T, I think there's very slight deviations in some of the border states, but um, basically all the Confederate, formerly Confederate states had laws that made segregation legally compulsory. Um, whites weren't allowed to integrate even their own private businesses. Um, and so Clarence and uh, his wife, uh, the Jordans and the, uh, the Fullers, I believe, they set up this farm. They were just going to farm. And from the outset, it was intended to be a demonstration plot of the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, there is no segregation. And so uh, they knew that to be a demonstration plot of the kingdom of God in the American South in the 1940s would piss people off and, in fact, break the law. Um, and this, I think, jives quite nicely with um, uh, the reading from Romans in which Paul is really critical of the law. Look, it's not about the law. It's about righteousness. You know, the righteousness of God has now been disclosed apart from the law, and it's been attested to by the, you know, the, the books of the law and the prophets. Um, but if all you're thinking about the law, states' rights, states' laws, you're missing the point. It's about being right before God. Um, and the Jordans and the Fullers were breaking Georgia's state law. Um, they had the federal laws behind them, supporting them. Um, but in the 40s and 50s and 60s is when the states um, refused to enforce federal law, uh, refused to recognize Supreme Court decisions and decisions by the Interstate Commerce Committee. Um, and so Clarence Jordan and Koinonia Farm was in violation of state law, even though they were upholding the law of, for all Americans, the you know, federal law. Um, they were, there were boycotts against Koinonia. Uh, the KKK visited them and made threats regularly. Um, but they stood their ground. And they were insistent, Clarence in particular, um, was insistent on simply doing the work that God, God called them to not making a ruckus, not, you know, leading demonstrations. Uh, Clarence's daughter uh, once told him about her plans to go to a protest in Atlanta. And he said, you know, that's fine, uh, but I'm not going to bail you out of jail. You know, that's just not what we do. Um, that, that has its place. Um, but, you know, what I do and what I'm about and what Koinonia was about was um, walking the walk. And, you know, the talk is kind of evidence. It's like uh, the, the quote attributed to St. Francis, you know, preach the gospel always, use words when necessary. Um, and I think Clarence uh, and the, the community at Koinonia saw uh, that, you know, there, there could be the propensity, I think it's stronger now, to do things because people want to be seen as righteous, um, and being righteous is less important. 
Um, it's, it's costly to be righteous. Um, but if you can appear righteous, maybe you can get away from, you can escape the, the costs um, when they come you know, to your door. Um, and when uh, sometimes the costs you know, exact a toll. Um, and so he never, you know, he's very supportive of civil rights, supportive not just in word, but in deed. And that was kind of what Koinonia was about, just doing the thing that God calls communities to do. Uh, and they weathered the storm. Uh, they, uh, once the, the, you know, the kind of storm passed, uh, they began or they continued spinning off these little micro-businesses, uh, these little ideas, um, you know, today we call them entrepreneurial uh, accelerators or incubators, and they were just interested in doing the right thing. And one of the things that they, that was created within and then spun off uh, from Quinnia Farm was Habitat for Humanity. Uh, the Fullers spent a couple of years away from the farm, came back. Um, while they were away in Africa, they would, they built houses, and that's what they did. People need houses, they need shelter, and so they built them. Then they go back to Georgia and they realize we have the same problem. People, poor people, need a place to stay. So we'll build houses and we'll sell them at cost with no interest um, and we'll save money by, you know, all these different ways. And that eventually becomes Habitat for Humanity, um, which is now, you know, it's based in Christian values, a Christian community, but it doesn't, it's not proselytizing, it's not about, you know, saving souls it's about doing good and being good through um you know what we do which is something that paul might not like as much um but if you want to learn more about clarence jordan or jordan if you're not southern uh you can check out his webpage at pewpewhq.com slash people slash clarence we're all make sure this podcast is posted and other links to other works of his um, but I hope you'll learn more. You, uh, uh, you're, there's plenty of things to buy from Quinnia Farms after the, the storm passed. They just went back to being a farm, and they still are. Uh, they have a core group of covenant members, and they have staff and volunteers, and then they have visitors. Uh, and it's just like uh, any religious community. You can go and stay for a day or two or longer. You can intern. Um, but they're just, they're just doing their thing. Uh, one of the things is pecans, but you can also go to their website and buy most, if not all, of Clarence Jordan's works, including uh, a partial, an incomplete translation of the New Testament in Georgian vernacular. Um, he uh, he died before he could complete it. He actually died of a heart attack in his writing shed with a manuscript for one of the Gospels. I can't remember. Um, and you can read. Uh, you can. Uh, purchase those from uh, Quinnia Farms. Um, but Clarence is one of those people who put action um, above words and uh, paid the price and certainly reaped the rewards. The Lord's Prayer, according to the Cut and Patch Gospel, a translation of the New Testament by Clarence Jordan. Father of us, O spiritual one, your name be truly honored. Your movement spread, your will prevail, through earth as through the heavens. Grant us sustaining bread each day. 
Forgive our debts as we forgive the debts of all who cannot pay. And from confusion, keep us clear. Deliver us from evil sway. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.